Welcome back to another episode of the Egg Tour Podcast. I am your host, Ethan, and I'm joined today by my co-host, Victor. And today we are going to be talking about Gareth Edwards, The Creator, which came out just about two weeks ago, I'd say. We're going to kind of delve into full spoilers here today, just because it's there's nothing too crazy to worry about. But if you are interested in this movie, make sure, and you don't want to be spoiled, make sure you take a look at the movie prior to listening to this episode. So now I'm going to hand it over to Vic, and we're going to just jump right into our thoughts. Yeah, this came out sometime around two weeks ago. Ethan actually took me to see this movie, because <laughs> he's uh, part of the Imagine Priority members, and they get free hey, tickets, hey. but they don't let you use it within the first two weeks. So We would have liked to just check this out sooner, but you gotta you got to use those free tickets when you can. I will preface, too, we just got home from the theater when we watched this as well, so things are still pretty fresh for the most part on uh, the, our thoughts for this movie. Yeah, this is pretty much off the rip, so you're going to have a lot of freshly hatched ideas or thoughts from this one. Should should be good. I'm excited. So, we kind of we kind of talked about it in the parking lot before we before we left. What did you think? Initial thoughts. Take it away. <clears throat> uh, I thought it was really good. You know, I'd read some of the reviews going into it and a lot of people complained about the writing, which, you know, we'll get into that, but uh I thought it looked really good. It was definitely worth however long it was. Like I'd go and see it again. I, I see it being a movie that I'd go back to like at least once a year, once every couple of years. But in that regards, it's like it's not insane. Like it's not super amazing. I wasn't su- really surprised by anything. I think you said it best when you said it doesn't really push the envelope in this uh, genre. But it does. It does do a lot of things really well. It looks really pretty. The sound design is really good. And the, yeah. the womp, the, the little womp from from the the Nomad, which is the U.S. Uh, like starship, that that sounded sick. <laughs> yeah. So if you want my short, ten second review on it, go see it if you haven't. But if you're not a fan of sci-fi, if you're not a fan of the idea, the concept of the movie, you're not gonna like it. But if you're if you're a fan of sci-fi at all, I'd say go and watch it. It's definitely worth the watch. Definitely worth the free tickets. <laughs> the the free admission all the all the hard-earned money we put into John, or, uh, paul glance's wallet yeah. <laughs> i i really enjoyed this movie again i'm gonna reiterate it doesn't push the genre it's uh the premise is the human race versus ai kind of like the the big hot topics of society now is oh what are the limits of ai what can and can't we do or what should and shouldn't we do to let ai kind of like integrate its way into our life and i i think they they do a good job at showing the potential that AI could have and what could happen if things went wrong with AI. But it also shows you a lot of good things that AI can do when they, uh, when they work with humans. Um, there's a lot of, there is a ton of military allegories in this movie, as you can imagine. It's a lot of the Western versus Eastern culture. It's the the stereotypical stuff in terms of like race, segregation, just overall racism between humans, AI. And there's also even a third kind of like species, I would say. The, the uh, what, what are they called again? The simulants? Yeah, the simulants. I cannot remember that. But I, I really enjoyed it. Gareth Edwards is one of my favorite directors. He did Rogue One. Um, a Star Wars story, and it was very, very reminiscent of that. The acting was very good. As Victor said, the sound design, just the overall look of the movie felt really nice. It was 
kind of insane just how it looked. It was smooth. It was calm. It was very, the colors popped when they needed to be. They were dull when they were needed to be, if that makes any sense. Um, John David Washington did a really good job in this role. Unfortunately, it was kind of just like that reluctant hero that has his own selfish desire, but I guess you could say that about any character. My standout character was the actress that played Alfie, the child in this movie. Her name is Madeline Yuno Voiles. This was her first movie ever, and throughout the movie, I was the emotions her acting provoked within me. I, I teared up several times because of how she delivered the line, her facial, her faces when she was discussing, like, or just talking in scenes, and the relationship she had with John David Washington's character just very good i really enjoyed it i gave it a four and a half out of five on letterbox it's probably way too high for a lot of other sci-fi people's standards but i think it's a it's a nice it's a breath of fresh air in the same way that it doesn't push the envelope it's a nice new perspective but it's not going to change your perspective on the whole humanity versus robots situation uh going to your cinematography take and like kind of concept and like the whole idea of like ai and humans living together is it gives me a lot of district nine yeah. vibes and I, I think i told that to you uh, in the parking lot but you know the whole uh living with them coexisting with them are they things we should care about and my favorite part about this movie is that you said this is gareth edwards that directed this yeah he, he directed and wrote it okay uh he does a lot he doesn't fall into it to where he's telling you that we should care about these AI. He's just yeah. showing you. He doesn't say like, he doesn't throw the question on screen. He's like, man, these people, these AI actually have feelings. Like they can feel, they care about each other. He just shows you. He's yeah. not asking you to take a side. He's not telling you what side's better. He's just saying like, He's showing you a scene, um, a spoiler, when they're clearing out. So Los Angeles gets hit by a nuke that was, it was nuked by AI. The AI made the decision to nuke Los Angeles. Mm -hmm. And it's still irradiated, but they have these cleanup crews. And so John David Washington's character, Joshua. Joshua. So mm -hmm. Joshua works there and he, he's just, they just clean up wrecks and stuff. And so they yeah. find, him and his partner find this robot that's in this car and it's screaming like, oh baby, like where are you, where are you, like, baby, no, 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 and they go to cut his cable, which is basically killing him, and it's, like, screaming, like, no, 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 wait, 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 don't, don't, and then he... Like, like let me see her one more time, kind of thing, yeah. Yeah, and it, he clips the cable, and his partner starts freaking out, like, man, that thing was alive, like, that's crazy, and she's, like, tearing up, and he's, like, no, they're just, it's just programming, it's just, it's not real, and you kind of get that, is you, he gives you both sides, he gives you the, it's just programming side, because it mm. is just AI. But it also gives you the humanistic side of it where it's screaming for his wife, his children, you know. And yeah. that's what I like the best about this is because it's not one of those movies that's saying, like, should you feel this way, you should feel that way. It's, mm. here's the concept. This world has existed. This is the world you're in. I'm just giving you the world. Like, he's not saying, he's not trying to get a call to arms on either side. But it's just kind of a nice breath of fresh air, as you said it, to these movies or shows that feel they have to explain everything to you. They have like to a tell propaganda. You. Yeah, yeah, like a propaganda one way or the other. But, and I, I, I agree with that. He does a very good job in 
showcasing the the extremist of each side like the the radical left war like people in the militia that are defending with the with the ai with the robots and you also see the the super alt-right like american government in this movie that's like nope we can't use any robots we can't have any ai anybody that or they open with the movie actually yeah after they just the I think the U.S. military, the U.S. government goes on to say, like, the Eastern the Eastern culture, or New Asia, they call it, they still are updating AI. They're still growing with them and living with them. We don't have a problem with New Asia. We only care about ending AI because if AI still exists, that means we are still a threat. We are doing this for humanity. And that's, like, supposed to trigger just a, your, like, oh, yeah, we're supposed to do the right thing here. Like, you want to save humanity. And then you start seeing more and more of like these people care about the AI because they're cared for more so by than any other people. They you see that, and it's kind of like a like you, like a, a give and take between the perspectives. Going to that kid actress who played Alfie, she did really good. There was a scene. Oh my God. He was phenomenal. <laughs> there was a scene about like two thirds of the way through, and I was like, my eyes were watering up, and I was like, man. Am I getting too into this? Like, is Ethan just stone-faced? And then I just hear a, a sniffle from him, and I'm like, all right, good. I'm chilling. <laughs> like, show some emotion here, too. Hey, bro, I was... Man, she... There was... I think the first time was when she was talking with Joshua on the train about... I guess... I think... Yeah, they were on the train talking about, like, oh, what is heaven? Like, am I a good person? Like, will I go there? And it was when... Joshua says, no, I won't go there when I die because I'm not a good person. And then she goes, oh, then I guess I won't go either because you're bad and I'm not a person. And I was like, oh, shit. Yeah, that was pretty... Uh, that shit kind of hit. That was deep. What, you're not yeah. a real person, bro? You're not going and, to heaven? <laughs> no. And you, you see, I think I, I kind of picked up on this a little bit early on in the movie and then i saw it more so at the end on, on nomad gareth edwards kind of depicts humanity at, or humanity as robots or ai more so than they depict ai slash robots as such we see the and even the the people of new asia say that we are cared for more so by these ai slash robots than you americans ever will treat us and that's why they live in harmony with them that's why they work with them and then the more you see, you kind of just see that they have integrated very well and they care and they love the humans. They they don't they don't want to fight humanity. I think there's even a line in the movie by Ken Watanabe's character. He says, We we aren't programmed to fight humans, but we have to now because we we need to survive. But back to my point, we see humans kind of start acting more like drones, more like robots, just following commands or programming. You see the colonel played by Allison Janney. She is always saying commands and people are without question, without hesitation. Okay, I'll go kill this kid. Okay, I'll go drop a bomb on them. Okay, I'll do X, Y, Z just to save America. And then the biggest thing for me that I saw was on Nomad as they were declaring the emergency. There was those workers in the white suit and they're kind of like just hedging the, the corn or whatever, mm -hmm. dealing with props. They don't react to the sirens. They don't react to the noises until they say, please evacuate. And they all kind of like react and like look up and they kind of just like move like a robot. It's a very subtle thing that I picked up on, but I was like, huh, okay. I, yeah. I like this. I don't know if it was intentional or not, but I enjoyed that. I didn't notice it. So you got that on there. Ken's 
character in this movie he uh he mentioned something back to your point about the ai not wanting to fight humans they say something on the boat where it's he's like you know what would happen to the western world if we won this war nothing he's like we have no desire to fight or conquer over you we just want to live we just want to be able to like be seen and allowed to live right Uh, so yeah well one of my big things with that alfie was that when this movie started she didn't really talk that much and I was worried it was just going to be like, a, oh, God, he's going to teach her to talk. He's going to teach her to feel. And he's going to be this, like, messiah character, you know? Yeah. No, that's not it. Which is no. wonderful. Like, she starts talking a little bit after they start rolling together. and Kind of the opposite. What do you mean? You know? Like, she she taught him how to, like, feel again. Kind yeah, of yeah, yeah. So she starts talking. And, like, after that, like, I kind of really liked their combo together like she's pretty funny in a sense of that she takes the literal meanings of what he says and translates it to other people which is Mm. always funny i mean you always get a kick out of me for kids saying fuck that's (laughs) really funny but uh then yeah she starts showing some emotion and on the train i was like all right damn that's deep for a kid to be thinking and then especially at the end dude uh, she bro, was crying the, the i was crying awesome. i was like no i was i was i was ready to just lose it on that part i was like come on bro just fucking open that pod up get in there nope that that was sad that was very sad yeah back um one thing that i really enjoyed was kind of like the emphasis on the fact that this quote-unquote weapon was a child and what that kind of can mean metaphorically. Obviously, children are only, like, they only know what they're taught. And so the first thing we see Alfie, or first time we find Alfie, she is watching TV of New Asia Propaganda. I think it was New Asia Propaganda, right? Like the cartoons, like she has to blow up nomad or they the, the the people of new age had to blow up nomad something like that yeah and you kind of see she's reluctant to talk to josh at all because she knows that she he's with them and back on the point of she's they start bonding and they start learning to know each other you see both people of both extremes the person of on the side of ai and the person on the side of humanity and not to integrate them their perspectives mold and they realize that they can live in harmony because they're they just have to try i guess i like that scene where um that one robot is talking to ken watanabe's character oh yeah and uh they were talking about how alfie's design was basically to go up to nomad destroy nomad and she wasn't gonna make it back yeah and it's showing you that that side of you know the ai that is it's human it's not you know they're they're upset about it yeah and i'm not saying it's justified like yeah go throw this kid up into space see Mm -hmm. ya but uh it's nice to see like the ai's also getting upset at that like i mean it's it's still screwed up that they that's the plan like they're sacrificing this kid that's a you know revolutionary design for ai that can grow but that you know her sole purpose for being made is to go up to nomad destroy it and that's it she dies with it you know mm-hmm. and the the one robot in the back of the ai in the back we, we never learn his la- name i really like that character by the way but uh which, which one was it the one that was with ken watanabe all the time yeah basically or... he had like the robot head like he didn't okay, have like okay. a face 
but he gets like pissed and like storms off and it's like okay it's cool like we're seeing you know it's like, always cool yeah it's like you're it's always that movie where it's the purpose is like all right like we have this one thing that can destroy this thing but it's gonna get sacrificed in the process of it most of the time the person never gets sacrificed the thing never gets sacrificed but it's showing that trope and then it's showing that on the other side of like the ai and it's mm. showing them get mad at each other over it like we're sacrificing this ai this life to them for what to destroy this and ken is just like well it'll, it'll change the tide of the war and he just gets mad and storms off the, the other character right i like that they showed that too just because it shows them that i guess to the perspective of the ai they're no better than the humans because yeah sure they blow up nomad then what Amer yeah. like the americans will just come up with a new weapon sure it'll be a while it'll be peaceful for a while but the war will never end x y and z at least that's my understanding like it'll it'll keep progressing forward like that yeah and i do like the ending in the sense of this isn't the end of the war this isn't yeah. like you know it's not a fairy tale ending yeah. where it's you know nomads down like we won it. yeah it's just they're still gonna keep fighting ai and humans are gonna keep dying it was just but they nice, have more of a shot now yeah it was just nice to see like a contained story that doesn't feel the need to solve everything it mm. creates all these problems and only solves the one that it focused on which it did a good job focusing on that on that story yeah i i, I don't yeah i don't think it really had too many loose ends there were some things that were questionable but that was more on like a person like a like a, a character development part we kind of talked about that in the parking lot but as a whole like the plots the subplots they were for the most part tied up fairly well I thought it was really good because they never showed, like going back to what I said earlier about it's not telling you that you should care more about AI mm -hmm. and it's not putting that problem in the world. Because, you you know, the, the, the conflict gets resolved, the destroying Nomad, and it's still like the same. It's not people coming to realize like, hey, AI are great. They can help us out. It's like, no, they're still going to be fighting. It's still a war yeah. here, but they just destroyed the one thing that was terrifying, but also pretty cool. It was, yeah, we, we talked about this. Nomad was kind of cool looking. The purpose was absolutely horrific. It was terrible. That's one thing, too. The technology, like the guns, the, the weapons, just the overall aesthetic of this futuristic world. It was very nice. It was, it was more of, it was kind of like a rustic sci-fi thing, if that makes sense, you know? It's like a more grounded. You're yeah. not seeing, like, flying cars with all this shit on it right. you're not seeing laser guns you're just seeing this tech that realistically looks like it could be in the world by 2065 you know yeah i mean obviously not nomad which no it's insane but yeah nomad was cool always seeing it in the shots just looming in the distance yeah gave me like death star dude like it's just <laughs> sitting there it's just watching and waiting it was very it was very well done. the The military power they had of America, it was it was pretty impressive how they showcased it. And that's the other thing I think they did a they did a really good job at showcasing like the horrors of war in this. You just kind of see Americans take over this village and just kind of be assholes and threaten native people, which is unsurprising in wars. But yeah, I think they just did a good job at showing how brutal things can get. Did you have any issues with this movie? I I did have some pacing issues. It felt 
really slow for too long and then it would be fast for not enough time and then it was just kind of like there wasn't like enough high low high low for good extended periods of time that was one thing and then we talked about this too just how it was very stereotypical for a sci-fi movie and showing that like oh josh is a reluctant hero he doesn't care about anything about unless it's like ending ai up until he meets alfie and then things start changing um i get it there's the whole reluctant hero archetype but eh, it, it, it it was it was fine that was fine for me yeah i would have liked to see it a bit differently like i would have liked to see it, you know at the beginning be the person who hates the ai whatever but then spoiler we already said this when his wife gets killed by the strike you know when the army comes in they don't listen to him they don't give him more time they come in they bomb the whole place kill his wife and his unborn child i would have liked instead of doing what they did where they just made him a you know reluctant you know not liking the kid feeling like you're dragging him around and then eventually like him at the end and love him at the end i would have liked to see him switch all the way right there Mm. instead or just have him love ai from the start if that makes sense yeah in the beginning he's undercover trying to find this near mata yeah yeah and then that shit happens and then like five years later i'm not saying he's got to be a rebel or a militia member but he's more he's on still... the side yeah he's like still living in wherever he's living he's still with the western world but he's he doesn't like him anymore you know, so it's pushing him more towards the AI side, you know. But but he's still kind of like, ah, fuck AI. So he's in this weird, like, middle ground that is, like, he's the neutral ground. I don't want to partake at all because I've lost too much and you took too much from me. So where, what's the, he yeah. doesn't have enough. There's, there's just not enough, I guess, for me. Yeah, with the pacing issues, I, like, in the beginning it was slow. And then it, it would pick up with the action scenes. Um, I didn't really have a problem with any of that. My only issue was that the last 15, 20, 30 minutes felt like really rough. Like it just yeah. felt like they get captured, him and Elfie get captured. They're in this interrogation room. They're escaping to this one place. They're at the space station. They're at Nomad. Nomad's blown up. That's how the ending felt for me. It just felt really jarring looking at it compared to like the rest of the movie. Because we're going step by step, you know, maybe a day not that long like night to morning night to morning night to morning and yeah. it's just boom you're captured boom you got out boom you're up on nomad boom it's over yeah that was my only issue with it and i feel like the pacing and certain spots of the movie were on like both sides like they were both radicals like it was really slow in the beginning and then really fast paced in that uh ending i feel like if they could have mended put the rest of the movie somewhere in the middle it'd have been good but I think, yeah, I agree with that. The ending felt very rushed because they were setting up so much in the beginning, which is fine. I don't mind a slow a slow burn, like setting up the world, setting up what we're going into. That's fine. But when you're ending, the ending again just felt super rushed. I feel like they could have added another 15 minutes on this. Yeah, they could have added a 15, 20 minutes and like stretched out that fast paced stuff a little bit. Yeah, because it, it felt long in the theater and it, I mean... I thought it was two and a half. It's only, it's only quote unquote, 213. That was 213? Yeah. It, I don't know. Maybe that's just me. Did that feel long for you? No, that, that flew by for me. Oh, for real? Okay. Yeah. All right. I thought it'd be more so on the 230 mark, but 213, it, it was kind of surprising for me. Yeah. I think that just kind of goes to what I said. Like the beginning first two thirds, three quarters, whatever you want to put it at, 
didn't feel like super slow, like unbearably slow. It's just the ending felt really fast. So when you mm. have an ending that's really fast compared to the rest of the film, you're like, wow, that first three quarters was slow compared to that. And so yeah. that's kind of what, like, it didn't feel long when I was sitting in it. But once that ending happened, I was like, damn, it's over. <laughs> like, yeah, it's already over. Uh, what do you mean? What do you mean they're on there? What do you mean it's over? You know? Yeah. yeah. Um, other yeah. than that, like the dialogue at times felt a little, it wasn't on the head in the sense of care about AI, you know, and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Or like humans are worse or just as bad. But there were certain lines that were just flat in regards to Joshua wanting to see his wife again. Stuff like that. Yeah. It was just kind of like, yeah, we know. Like we, you, we see you pulling out this video of her all the time and like you're kind of obsessed with her we get it yeah and it, we've seen two or three scenes of this already and then like he goes in this uh exposition on like during like a fade in fade out and he's like oh what i'd do for like one more minute with her it's like dude, we know we know we get it we get it dude i mean if, stop if, Jen, <laughs> if Gemma chan was my wife i'd be doing the same thing my boy i i follow you but damn yeah. You're, you're yelling at this kid like four different scenes. <laughs> Take me to my wife, or I'll fucking kill you. Yeah, we know we you will. Where's my dead wife? <laughs> yeah, for real, for real. Yeah, the, I agree with that. The writing did miss the mark in some sense, but they, there's a lot of good. There's a lot of good lines in this one still, though. There's a lot of good like the the one the one that sticks out the most is it was actually a comedic scene. Um, where they're in the apartment from of Josh's old friend that deployed him, and the girlfriend goes, "What do you want from the fridge?" And Alfie goes, "For all AI to be free." And then she goes, "The girlfriend goes, oh, but we don't have that in the fridge, but I have ice cream like that." It's a, it, it's deep, but it's light at the same time. Um, um, yeah, in the sense of the writing, it for the story and for everything that's not necessarily like character related, like emotional, it does really good. I'm yeah. saying, like, just in the sense of, like, emotionally and putting some, like, attempted depth at these characters, it's, it's kind of showing us this depth, and it's like, hey, look, that pool's six feet deep. It's like, we know. We can read the sign. It's yeah. like, hey, don't worry. It's six feet deep. Like, we know. Hey, by the way, though, six it's feet a deep. little deep. <laughs> <laughs> Those are kind of, yeah, like, my only issues with it. Yeah, I don't think I had anything else in particular that I had a problem with. There was... I just really enjoyed like there was with this movie there's just a lot of like deeper meaning just the the importance of teaching the younger kids the younger generations of like the importance of just being kind and being open to perspective and stuff like that there was that there was obviously the whole militarization or mil militarism I don't know authoritarianism I don't know something like that yeah, something like that. Where big the, military bad is yeah, what I big say. Big <laughs> military bad. That that's what I like. Um, they did a good job at showing that. Just the clashing of cultures. I don't know. This there was a lot of good, good stuff to take away from this movie, and it does beg the question: Should we integrate AI into our lives as much as they did in this movie? Hey, dude! If there's a robot that gave me attention and feelings like that. <laughs> Now, the the next question I have is, so the, the movie does a good job at setting up the question of should we, or what side would you be on for AI versus humans, or would you rather have them integrated in your life? Oh, I'm on the side of AI. Mainly, it's 
it's hard to say because you have a movie like this that shows like the depiction of good AI and you have yeah. plenty of other movies that do that. But you also have movies like a space odyssey, 2001, a space odyssey, I robot stuff where like they yeah. just go haywire. Right. And it's freaky is there's that story of, I have no mouth, but I'm a scream where that's all about AI and it is dark. I haven't read it, but what I've heard about it, it's dark. Like, I've never heard of it. I'm intrigued. It's basically this, you know, we let machines and AI run things. And what they deem is necessary for us and evolution for us is torture. Like, I I haven't read the story. I really want to read the story now. Because um, it got brought up a couple days ago. But uh, it's really dark. So it's like you read things like that. And you watch movies like iRobot or 2001 Space Odyssey and you're like nah I'll never do AI and then you watch movies like this and what's that movie with Joaquin Phoenix her oh yeah her <laughs> it's like stuff like that and you're like damn maybe maybe I need an AI girlfriend maybe man. just like for just like a just like a second just for a little bit you know yeah um but yeah I'm a, I, it's hard to say I'd say I'm on the side of AI yeah I would agree with that the uh I don't know. I think that's the point of the AI in this movie, though, is that they're they learn they're learning that humanity's the only reason humanity will go extinct, and there's like this innate need to care for them, I guess, because maybe they know that we don't know as much as them, so they're like, well, maybe if we show them we care. I don't know where I'm going with this actually. There's this sense that they're trying to take care of us because we don't know how to take care of ourselves. To support sense. AI instead of taking our writers' jobs, man. Yeah. Pay your fuck, writers. Fuck, pay the fucking writers, goddammit. Fuck that. Pay the fucking writers. They just started the strike again because the, the companies wouldn't agree, right? SAG, the, the writers wouldn't agree with SAG. Yeah. Fuck that. Pay the fucking writers. Pay your fucking writers. All my homies hate fucking billionaires. Fucking yeah. pay your writers. Give them money from their streaming. Yeah. Give them streaming revenue. God damn it. For the people here. So yeah, I support AI in every other sense. Like make robots, make them Yeah. You know Don't put them in fucking movies like that though. Yeah. Like I'm glad all those AI and robot actors in this movie weren't real. Because there's real yeah. people working on that job. This was legit. For real for real people. But it's good good watch. I would watch it again. Do you have any other concluding thoughts on this no it's good it doesn't push the envelope which i enjoyed um mm. it's a breath of fresh air just in general with a lot of like blockbuster and a lot of films coming out this year regardless of the genre there's a breath of fresh air and i'm a big sci-fi guy i love sci-fi mm. so seeing like a good sci-fi movie it's kind of yeah you know a lot of people take science fiction as like oh yeah let's just throw an alien in here or throw a robot in here to me sci-fi is more like here's a concept here's a flying cars or ai in the future or space travel and let's twist it make you think about it make you you know decide which and like that's what i like about like my favorite sci-fi movie is blade runner and yeah. like the issue is it's it's kind of like the same thing is there are these things called replicants and they they can feel they can think they can basically they're humans but they're not and all they want to do is live it's mm. the same thing here i mean these these uh ai don't have uh life terms 
and then Blade Runner they did, and that's all they wanted. They were like, just extend our life. Don't give us these timers when we're going to die in like two years. It's cool seeing a movie that does the similar thing, you know, of like valuing this other, I don't even want to say like species, but this uh, New machine. of life. Yeah, yeah, this machine. And they just want to live. And so it's kind of just throwing that question up to the again it, it was it was a it was a good watch i agree with, like i'm a big sci-fi person as well and when sci-fi is grounded in reality and it makes you think about current world issues it itches my brain like a like a dog itches its fucking head i'm just there enjoying it and it really movies like this really make you think and i enjoy that it was it was just nice to really consider the repercussions of what could happen what might happen or how do we as a species respond to that and where would you stand i guess it's always nice to see yeah well, you got anything left you want to say about this movie man again if Gemma chan was my wife i'd be fighting a kid too <laughs> Shit. all right bro this bro's horny on the pod get him off <laughs> <laughs> my bad my bad we might as well call it there yeah all right guys well thanks for listening to ethan and i's review of the creator Thank you, Ethan, yeah. for taking me to a free showing. Of course. Of course. Was my pleasure. Always got to treat the homies. And the obligatory saying at the end of every episode, we're going to get back into this and we're going to get more We're really, we're really trying to get back in, guys. We're going to start posting regularly. We're not. We, we do want to start doing this more again. So uh, maybe we'll see you in a week. Maybe we'll see you in two weeks. Maybe it'll be a month two months two years who yeah. fucking knows who knows but just stay on the lookout for another episode and but... re review us wherever you listen to your podcast apple podcast spotify um i don't know where else we have our podcast but Google wherever podcast. you're listening give us a review five star review because we deserve it just we kidding. already got three bro i checked our hey. spotify last time i listened to an episode we got three hey, five we're on stars the up. we're on the fucking up <laughs> <laughs> but yeah uh. Anyways, thanks for listening. We hope you enjoyed. And if you have anything that you want to talk to us about in regards to movies or want us to review anything, let us know and we will get to it. Yeah, feel free to reach out to us, guys. Thanks for listening and we'll catch you on the next Egg Tour podcast. Adios.